Thank you so much for joining us today on Jesus Girl Roar. You don't want to miss today's episode where we have an amazing guest who actually spent part of her life in prison and is here to tell us about how she got there, but most importantly, how Jesus carried her through that season of her life and brought her into such incredible victory. Hey guys, welcome to the show that gives you the tools you need to break through into all you were created to be, to live your life full of hope and purpose. I'm Pam Ramey and Jesus Girls, let's find our role. Hey, 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 Jesus girls and guys, Pam Ramey here. Thanks so much for joining us today for another episode of Jesus Girl Roar. And it is my immense joy and honor to introduce my sister in love to be Kelly Forrester. Thank you for having me on the show. Finally, Pam. (laughs) I'll tell you, I'm feeling a little giddy today, Kelly. Same. Here you are. We're at our divine appointment. This is our divine appointment. We've been talking about this for a while, haven't we? A long time. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you are about to marry my little brother, Dino. I am. Yeah, he's, he's pretty awesome. He is. He is a blessing from God. He is a blessing from God, and you are mm-hmm. a blessing from God. Yes. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, it sure is a joy looking across this table and seeing that beautiful smile that I love, 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 love so much. Kelly, you are also the mama yes. of three amazing grown boys, and what I are their am. names? Uh, their names are Devin, Caleb, and Peyton. And how old are you boys? 25, 22, and 17. Well, one thing for sure, you do not look like you could have a 25-year-old. Well, thank you. It is the truth, the truth, the truth. You're also a senior buyer for a corporate manufacturing facility. I am. Yeah. So um, I know a little bit about your story, Mm -hmm. but I'm excited for you to share your story with our guests because I think that Somebody out there today needs to hear what you have to say. Yes. And let's start with where addiction became a part of your life. Didn't you say you were quite young? Yes. Um, used to party a lot in my teenage years and on into my 20s um, and 30s. But uh, really, I, I just got overcome with um drinking and and doing uh, drugs so um but I always maintained a job and always you know raised my family and did what I was supposed to do I guess I was a closet drinker <laughs> oh okay what, what what do you mean by a closet so nobody really knew Mm-mm. you you were high, you were like functioning yes mm, okay a high functioning um drinker so uh mainly I would drink on the weekends you know and after work and it, to know me, you would never know that, that I had a problem. Interesting. And mm-hmm. how long did that, when did that start? And for how, how long did that season go on for you? Well, um, I think it initially started um, due to my relationship and all the abuse that I went through. Okay. So. Was this a, re, uh, a relationship with the, the, mm-hmm. the father of your yes. sons? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that went on for a long time, many years. Um, and it was uh, mental, physical abuse. Um, stuff I don't even want to really, uh, dig up, but anyways, I, I didn't really understand why that was happening to me. 
So I, it drove me into a real dark place. So this then became your coping mechanism. Absolutely. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you start, you said that you started out as a closet mm-hmm. drinker. When did that change for you, Kelly? When did you, when did you come out as a drinker? Um, no one ever really knew. Interesting. But I knew. Um, mm. Eventually, I think, I, it's the old saying, um, I stopped doing the alcohol and the alcohol started doing me. You know, and what do you mean of, by that? Um, it wasn't just for pleasure and fun anymore. It was, mm. it was a necessity. And I felt like I had to do it. Was, when you say that it was a necessity, is it something that you felt like you needed every day? Was it something you felt like you needed all day, parts of the day? Like, how did that start to snowball for you? Whenever I could. Did you? Oh, so when, oh, okay. So just kind of went out th- throughout the day, whenever, mm-hmm. whenever you never were at, able to. Like, never at work, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had to keep my job. How long, so was that, is that, would you say is where things kind of started for you with addiction mm. in general? Because then was alcohol enough for you after a while? No, Mm-mm. no, I was just in a really dark, the, the abuse, the mental abuse and the physical abuse, um, went on for so long and I, I just didn't understand it. Um, and so, you know, I jumped from the frying pan into the fire and my next relationship, um, was even worse, you know, and I, Mm. I didn't, I think things got really bad then. And I just got into a really deep, dark depression and a deep, dark place. Um, and then my mom passed away. So you, that was it for me. That that was, and how old were your boys about? Were they pretty small when well, when my when, mom passed away? Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, 15, probably 10 and five. very young. Yeah. Very young. So you lost your mom mm-hmm. and you felt at that point just hopeless. Like absolutely every rug that was thread of the rug yep. that was underneath your feet, you felt was pulled out from underneath you yep. at that point. So Boy, that's a lot to go through. Mm-hmm. How, so you, you're in an abusive relationship. Is this person still in the picture Mm-mm. at this point? So you were able to get yourself free out of this abusive relationship with your three mm-hmm. young boys. Yes. You lost your mom. Yes. So where did you go from there, Kelly? Um, just a few months later, I can remember sitting on a curb and just looking up and saying I was just sick of this. And I didn't want to do this anymore. I didn't want this. It never felt right to me. The people I was hanging around, the lifestyle, the, it never, it was like I was, it was almost like an outer body experience. Like this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I knew. You did. I did know. At that point when you were sitting on that curb under that tree, was there more involved than just alcohol? Had you started? Mm-hmm. Uh, what what else was involved at that point? Just uh, drugs, you mm-hmm. know, any other kind of drugs. What so, was your drug of choice? Um, probably like cocaine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as you sat, I as you sat on that curb mm-hmm. that night, Kelly. You were saying, I don't want this lifestyle or I just don't want this life. What what were you saying to God in that moment? I don't want to be like this anymore. Oh, okay. I don't want to do this anymore. 
So you were ready to walk away from all of it. Um, I was. I never really wanted it. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I don't know. I can't explain. It was like, um, it's addiction. Mm-hmm. It's miserable. It's like it, like you just said, it sneaks up on you. It, it creeps takes up. control of you, it, and yeah, you're miserable. Yeah. So. Tell us, where did you go from that curb, Kelly? Well, uh, God said, oh, okay, I think I have a plan for you. And um, (laughs) he uh, quickly whisked me away two days later, um, and I was in jail and didn't get out of jail for uh, two years. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. So you, two days after you said, I don't Mm -hmm. want this anymore, you found yourself in jail, Mm -hmm. incarcerated Mm -hmm. for two years. Mm -hmm. And were you incarcerated on drug charges? Yes. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a long sentence for, for, for drug drug charges. You know, Kelly, that must've really been a, was that another low for you? I mean, Mm -hmm. it wasn't, it was a relief. Was it? Explain how that felt like a relief. Because he plucked me out of the pit that I was in. And now I didn't, there was no more temptation. There was no more darkness. There was only me and God. (laughs) I loved how you said that. You know, that reminds me of my life verse, Mm -hmm. which is Psalm 40 verse two. And it says, he reached down and he plucked me up out of a dark, horrible pit. And, And when I think about that verse, I think about like this dark, horrible place. And I see myself kind of like off in a corner and I see the hand of God coming in and kind of filling around and going, okay, where's my little, I I know where my little girl is. I'm going to get my little girl and Mm -hmm. I'm going to get her out of this place. And, and then he picks us out of the, that dark, horrible pit and he puts, puts our feet upon a rock. Yes. And so even in that moment, Kelly, when you were first incarcerated how what a terrifying experience you could feel him already pulling you out of the pit and putting your feet on a stable rock yes i had peace unexplainable peace isn't that something that surpassed all your understanding couldn't even understand why i was feeling the way i was feeling but i knew this was like a second chance at life (laughs) isn't that something tell us some other ways some tangible ways that you saw God in this experience. First of all, you saw that you even were put there. You saw that as a gift from God. You know, it's interesting. I I just wanted to back up a little bit. Sometimes we get, you know, the scripture that says to love the correction of God. Mm -hmm. Really, and, and I was always afraid of that scripture, like how can you love the correction of God? But when I learned that God's correction is just to, when we get off track, because he says he lo- he corrects whom he loves. That's right. And so because he loved you so much, he says, hey, daughter, you're just a little off track over here, and I want to get you back on track. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to take, take a little detour. Is that what it felt like to you? I was very lost. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. m- mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I was just lost. So as you're going into the system, mm-hmm. what's, what are, what's happening with the boys? Oh, they're with... Um, my brother. Wonderful Kyle. Yep. He yeah. just took my, he just took over and said, Hey, I got this. Isn't that You wonderful? don't have to worry about a thing. <laughs> and, um, you know, God knew what he was doing. Yeah. God knew what he was doing. Yeah. Because my brother is 
he's my best friend and I love him and he's he's done so much for me so <laughs> I actually have met your brother and mm-hmm. he is a really wonderful person he's pretty super he's super pretty guy. super and his wife also Sandy yes Sandy give a shout, give a a shout out shout out to she Sandy we, she was there for me the whole yeah, time too. yeah that's pretty awesome so I instantly you saw the hand of God instantly working in your situation first of all you felt this peace that kind of blew you away Mm -hmm. that you were so not used to second of all your brother and his wife sandy took in the boys Mm -hmm. so you didn't have to worry about your children because that would have been a horrifying thing to Mm -hmm. have to worry about them where what are some other ways you saw the hand of god um he placed people well and you know in the county jail the the people come god bless the people who come and mm-hmm. and and minister to you and and hand out bibles and love on you and pray with you and god just god bless those people because they make you feel like a human and Sorry. they they tell you that you are loved no matter what you've done so it you know it just really um i can remember uh two ladies that were praying over me and i felt literally the holy spirit and i just felt it from my head all the way down through my feet and my whole life changed from that moment forward and i honestly well i know i was born again you were i was a again. new i was a new creature i was a new creation in christ you knew that the old person was was dead gone gone that old person was gone yes. and i loved what you just said because that brings up such an important thing mm-hmm. is that we minister, we minister, and the and we don't even know the lives that we're touching when mm-hmm. we're out ministering where wherever God places That's us right. to minister. We really don't even know the impact many times. But here you are. You probably don't know one of those women. I do. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. You do. Did you have you stayed in touch with any of them? Yes, they invited me to my home church, and we still go there. <laughs> And these are the women that ministered to you in prison. One is with the Lord now, and um, the other, she's still my angel, and I tell her that every time I speak with her. So, that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. That is so. So you built a lifelong relationship with these women mm-hmm. that God sent into the prison system mm-hmm. to go rescue His little girl. That's right. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. You told me once about a guard mm-hmm. that didn't like anybody. She was tough. But for some reason, she got had such favor for you. Tell us about her. Uh, Miss Scott, she was, I do believe, God just placed me with her. And she kind of took me under her wing. And um, she would give me, like, sometimes she would call me to the van while we were all having lunch down in this building. And um, she would, like, bring me cookies that her mother made. And she wasn't <laughs> supposed to do that kind of stuff. That but, was contraband. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she was just showing me favor. And we would talk about the goodness of God, and she she was a believer, and she went to church, and we talked about her parents, and we would have these conversations, you know, when everybody else in the van were just quiet or looking out the window. Kelly, how did that make you feel <clears throat> that she singled you out to bring you homemade cookies? What must that have been like for you when... Every, there's so many restrictions all ar- ar- invo- around your life at that point. How did it make you feel? It made when- me feel like I wanted to do a great job for her. And I was thankful because I knew it was only from God that that, that, that could happen. Mm-hmm. That she, for whatever reason, 
found favor on me and God touched her heart to feel that way. Isn't that something? And, and I think that's such a good point for us all to remember is that we are the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And she was, it was God loving on you through her, through her. Mm-hmm. It was God loving on you through those women who came in to, to share the news, the great wondrous news mm-hmm. of d- being delivered through Jesus Christ. And, and how wonderful, because God was loving you through mm-hmm. those people. We really are the hands and feet of Jesus, aren't That's we, right. Kelly? We are. And, you know, the main message that I think most of the women wanted you to know is that with God, all things are possible and nothing is impossible. And the, and it may seem impossible to your mind and to your eyes because of the circumstances, but God can do anything. He can move mountains and he is supernatural. He sure is. Mm-hmm. Kelly, he's moved some mountains in your life. Many mountains. So when you get out, now two years, Mm -hmm. you're in the system. When you get out, you now have a felony on your record. Mm -hmm. How did you find employment? What was was that journey like? Did some mountains get moved for you? Well, the first job, um, I got literally probably a couple of weeks after I got out, um, I went and talked to the owner of a (laughs) Chick-fil-A. And he said, oh, yeah, I'll hire you. And so that started um, God working in my life. And from there, um, I, you know, but it was uh, weekends and it was hard, you know, to work. But he was saying, we're going to give you a shot. Mm -hmm. Oh, he gave me a shot and and took good care of me. And um, I made some friendships along the way. And then I um, took a chance. I talked to a couple of, well, one real good friend. He's um, with the Lord now. But we discussed, you know, because I was afraid to take a chance and put in, uh, put in an application at this manufacturing facility. Um, and they, you know, came back and said, well, we have to do a background check. And I told the lady right away, mm-hmm. hey, listen, you know, I have a felony on my record and I haven't been out of prison for very long, like two months. And, you know, this is the situation. And I was very upfront and honest with her and she was the human resources lady, and she said, hey, let me let me talk to some people, and I'll get back mm-hmm. with you. So she went and talked to the, um, the COO and the president of the company and told them um, about my situation. And ironically, the COO's son uh, is a police officer. Oh, my goodness. And so he's heard stories about giving people second chances, and that it can make a difference, and he said, let's take a chance on her. Let's take a chance on her. So, <laughs> Well, I would say that was another mountain that That's got moved. That's a big that mountain a that big... got moved. Mm-hmm. So where did that job lead you? Um, 90 days after um, being employed there. I started out as an hourly associate, and after 90 days, I got um, promoted to a salaried employee and um, with full benefits and all that kind of stuff. So that was pretty cool. Very cool. And that started my career um, as a buyer and purchasing and procurement supply chain. I remember you saying, we were chatting right before the show, that in very short order, you actually flew to Germany mm-hmm. when you were... On parole. On parole. Which is... Unheard of. Yes, and and they allowed you to go out of the country. My probation officer spoke to the parole board. Another and, mountain. And said, um, you know, this was for my job and for training, and this was for another promotion. And 
he spoke to the parole board on my behalf, and next thing I know, I was headed to Germany. I've never been even been out of the country before, and I got to go there for two weeks and train and learn and come back. And um, it's just, you know, from there, it was just promotion after promotion, and um, God truly just did miracles in my life that I would stop and turn around and think, Wow. Isn't that something? There you go again, God. You're doing it again. You know, I loved what you said that I love that that you said it's the supernatural power of God. It is supernatural. It's supernatural. And the things that you have shared with us today, Kelly, they are they don't happen in the natural. Mm-mm. They happen in the supernatural. Those are when these kinds of things get moved when you have favor the kind of favor that God placed upon you and those women came in and they shared the good news of Jesus with you and the favor of that uh, guard bringing you cookies and and sharing your lives together mm-hmm. and her trusting you and mm-hmm. the favor God gave you of have, knowing that your children were cared for and the favor that God gave you when you were... Um, you know, even with Chick-fil-A, starting mm-hmm. with Chick-fil-A. And, and so many companies won't give you a chance no. with something on your record. And favor after favor after favor. What is your life verse? Uh, my life verse is um, Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Well, I'll tell you what. I know you well enough to know that that is the truth. I just wanted to ask you, Kelly, what would you say to somebody, uh, one of our listeners right now, who might be feeling like it's all over? Mm-hmm. I can't come back from this. I can't. This is, I've, I've, I've gone too far the wrong way. I can't come back from this. I don't know how to start all over again. What advice would you give to our listeners, to that person that's just feeling so hopeless. Maybe they're sitting on the proverbial curb right mm-hmm. now and just saying, God, I don't want to do this, but I don't know how to get out of it. What would you say? Speak to that person. I would say start on your knees. And God is the comeback kid. You know, he, he, is. he is the comeback kid. And if you seek him with all of your heart, you will find him. He says so in the Bible. And once you search for him and you find him and you truly want to please him and study the Bible and read the word and, you know, tell people about the goodness of God, he'll multiply the blessings in your life. That's a great word. It reminds me of that scripture that says, lean not unto our own understanding, Mm -hmm. but in all of our ways, acknowledge him. And then when we acknowledge him, he does direct our path. Mm-hmm. That's he your does. brother Dino's life verse. Oh, it is Dino. Didn't even know that. I love that verse. Yeah, it is. And it's so true. It's mm-hmm. so true. Kelly, I'm telling you, we could sit here and talk all day. Yes, this is could. this has been such a wonderful, wonderful time being with you. And would you come back again sometime? I would love to come back. I have more to talk about of God's goodness and glory. Yeah. I know you do, mm-hmm. and so we're gonna we're gonna be let's come back and do this again. Let's do it and again. it has been just so good to have Kelly Forrester on the show today, my beautiful sister in love. And I'll tell you, uh, the love of Jesus is very beautiful on you. 
Thank you. His love is very, very beautiful on you. To our listeners, we are so grateful that you were here today, and we would love to pray for you. Prayer works, doesn't it? It does. It sure does. does. I loved how you just said, start on your knees. Mm -hmm. And we want to pray for you. If you have some, uh, if you have a request or, you know, we want to, we want to agree with you, uh, for what God wants to do in your life. We're going to drop that information in the bio section and you can get in touch with us. We're going to get back in touch with you. We're going to pray for you, first of all. And then we're going to encourage you with, uh, some words if you write to us. Also, we've set up a Patreon page. If you are able to support this ministry, we would greatly appreciate that and that information is also in the bio section kelly forrester thanks for being here today girl we love you we love you guys yeah and jesus is crazy about you kelly and he is crazy about you our listeners and we can't wait to be with you next time on jesus girl roar 